feeling stuck sucks. It's disempowering. We feel isolated. And we may make decisions that don't serve us or our loved ones. Your coaches, Lada and Ryan, are here to help. Together, yes, that includes you. Let's get unstuck. This is the Fitwall Fusion Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fitball Fusion with Lotta. Today, I have a very special guest. It's Mark England. And personally, I am a big fan of this. So if you go back to episode uh, one or two, I already talked about this. So I was like, let's get this right. Let's get the professional on the podcast. So Mark, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. This was fun. When did we start talking about this podcast, making it happen? We talked about this podcast on Instagram live from the Enlifted Coaches, where I was airing out my stuff, just really digging into uh, the things that nobody wants to talk about and being very vulnerable. And I think it led to me uh, reading out uh, was 50, 50 statements that I had first doubted myself in. So that was really cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there, there is, there is a little bit of sting. When it comes to some of the stuff that we don't, there's a reason we don't want to talk about some of this stuff because it doesn't feel good. <laughs> if it felt good, we would do it more often, turns out. Yeah. And that's, um, that's how, and when, when did you first come in contact with, uh, first find out about it and lifted? Uh, I heard about it on Paul Check's podcast and, uh, for everybody listening, I really, um, we mentioned Paul a lot cause he's our coach and he's mm-hmm. amazing. So I was like, no tracing back signs if if he has these guys on and i just felt the magic in that episode i was like i want more and then eventually um i was like and he's going to be on the podcast and here you are so as to preface this <laughs> um you guys are like airing out stuff that nobody wants to talk about you're really getting people to i feel dig deep into their their story their stuff and it can sting. There's lots of emotions on these calls and these things you do. And I think it's beautiful because the second I see somebody smile after that, when they have these cognitive shifts, that's what really hooked me. So um, should we start by uh, telling everybody what Enlifted is? Happy to. Most people's language works against them. We get people's language working for them. That's, that's the, the quickest and the easiest two-sentence explanation that I have about it. Uh, an extrapolation on that. So I come from an education background. I have a, I have a degree in education and, and uh, I was a teacher. I was an elementary school sports teacher. Very fun. Before I got into personal development, I came up in the public school system uh, and on neither side of that fence. So coming up in the school, public schools or getting my degree in education, did I have any, any classes courses, even conversations about how to use my language to stay focused on the things that are important to me and to keep the drama low and to build up my self-image and my self-confidence, okay, mental imagery and then then feelings and emotions. Uh, it was all it was all spelling, regular spelling, grammar and definitions. And it turns out there's a game to be played, everybody. There's a game to be played. That game is what's at stake. Well, the quality of your life, <laughs> the quality of your relationships, all the rad. Can we drop four letter words on here? Rather not. All the rad me. stuff that you could do with your time and your life. Uh, that's all at stake. Because another way to describe what enlisted is in the once people get in the door the the foundational part of it is dismantling the victim mentality Ooh, yeah what is that some people might have never heard about it i heard this so many times now i can actually say it myself pretty much that's so oh damn soft dog that's okay all good (laughs) all good it's it's the and and on a side note it's it's all about the awareness you know you i know 
you using hearing what comes out of our mouth here. Okay. Let's talk about language and then we'll get into the definition of the victim mentality. And that will, that will texture the conversation majorly. Uh, and like you're, you're absolutely correct. Most people have never heard of the victim mentality, especially the definition of it. And once people get the definition of it, it, it helps make things, um, E- way easier to easier to understand about mindset and what's in the way of people developing the kind of mindset that they want to, which is a, it's a great thing to talk about mindset and um, the victim mentality. It also leads us into another thing that's at stake here, folks, is the quality of your breathing. Okay, we're known as the language people. Cool. We should be known as the language and the breathing people. Okay, how much do we talk about breath on the, the in in all the time. All the I mean, time. Good luck separating your language from your breath, especially when it comes to what you're saying. You know, guess what? You're you're basically a walking accordion, right? And uh, uh, the the quality of your your the victim mentality it 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 helps put the conversation about how our language influences our breathing for better and for worse on the table. And let's get this on the table too. Language. So when I say language, let's keep it simple because we do. Internal dialogue and external dialogue. What we think, what we say, and what we write. And our language, it uh, it influences four main aspects of our experience of ourselves: Our imagination, feelings and emotions, our posture and our breath okay so what um what do you what do you mean influences those four things how's let's 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 tell a story about this storytelling very important i was giving a workshop in calgary canada 2014 and say it was it was a group of salespeople gave the workshop stayed afterwards and did one-on-one sessions with people. And I'm in the, um, just two of us in a room, chair, two chairs, six feet apart, facing each other. And uh, this, this young gentleman was struggling at work. Okay. And he, this, is, this is what he said, and this is what he did. He said, Mark, I can't keep focusing on my past. And this is, this is just audio, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Whole lot of laughing. <laughs> because you just looked at me in panic and then you turned around and you came back to look at me. Yeah. Spooky. That's what that guy did. It wasn't a little nose scratch. Okay. It was this, he took, this guy turned around, looked behind him, turned back and looked at me. And here's the super spooky. He didn't know he did it. And I said, you just turned around. You just turned around and looked behind you. You know that, right? And he goes, what? Really? And I said, yes. And what did you see? And he had to stop and think about it for a second, which does bring up another part of the conversation. Most people use their language so fast. They use their language so fast. You know, they're texting, their thumbs are about to burst into flames or they're, they just, they're they're talking so quickly, one thing into the next thing, into the next thing. You ever ever heard of, of, um, leisurely thoughts? No, it's no. most of the time it's it's racing thoughts, okay, and uh, and and so I asked him. I was like, "What what did you see?" And he said he had to stop and think about it. I saw myself on the on the on the couch and all alone. So that's four. So there's two. There's two out of four. Okay, his posture, his physical body, engaged big time with that sentence. I can't keep focusing on my past. Okay. And then I asked him what his, his mental imagery was, okay, his imagination. He said, I saw myself on the couch and all alone. I asked him what he was feeling. And he, he was angry, anxious, and, and, and also a little bit scared. And then I didn't have to ask him because I was staring at it. And uh, where are you breathing, bro? He's like, oh, man, it's all up in my chest. One sentence, one sentence did all of that all at once. And guess what? If we negation acknowledged, hadn't 
slowed the storytelling process down, which is very easy to do with one of these. I'm holding up a pen, folks. Or am I? Is it a pen or is it a magic wand? And I said, cool, thanks. Write that sentence down. Which one? The, the one you just, I can't keep focusing on my past. And he did. I can't keep focusing on my past. Now, my grandma was a third degree black belt, Olympic gold medalist in the art of worrying. No one did it better. No one did it better. She was one of the best to ever do it. And it only, only until I got into this work did I, because, oh, I just worry about you so much. And it was just all negations. She was making, she was using negations and making pictures of everybody in the family going down in flames and then telling us. And then I didn't, I didn't understand how or why that was happening until I, understand more about the words so there's some there's a there's a subset of the english language folks and in lifted we call it conflict language and before it was called conflict language it was called victim mentality language okay i'm about to share the the definition of victim mentality here in a second it was too strong of a place to start the conversation okay i'm 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 no victim and then you start talking to the person and they're like yeah i I mean i got i got a little i got a little conflict at work and you should see my marriage and so it was easier to relate. So there's a subset of the English language. And guess what? You did not learn this in, in 11th grade English class, okay, in the public schools in the United States. That forces you to stare at the worst case scenario. There is a subset of the English language that forces you to, whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, and it has nothing to do with intelligence, forces you to create victim villain mental imagery. There's a subset of the English language that, regardless of intent, you're getting indecision and anxiety. Okay. Now, what we're talking about right here is something called negation. Negation keywords can't, won't, isn't, hasn't, haven't. Okay. Not, shouldn't. All, all force you to stare at the things that you're tired of. And this guy, look at the words. I can't keep, I can't keep focusing on my past. And what did that make him do? It literally made him turn around and take a look at his past. And guess what? It wasn't the good shit stuff. I caught myself. It wasn't the good stuff. Okay. It was um, all. And and then so fastest way to break a spell. Write it down. Write it down. Y'all know what the definition of a spell is. Webster's not mine. Webster's definition of a spell is a word or a combination of words of great influence. That's it. And this combination of words works both ways too, positive, negative. This combination of words was greatly influencing him. So I had him write it down so he could look at the words. And, and again, we, that's, that's the fastest way to slow down a story is to put it on paper. So you can look at what you're thinking as opposed to just thinking. And I said, okay, if that's what you can't keep doing, what can you start doing? And his answer was half of a sentence stated in a question. Uh, Focus on my future more? Went up at the end. It's called up talk. And I said, yeah, turn that into a sentence. And it was clunky because guess what? It was such a radical departure from the story that he was telling himself. (sighs) And you see his breath unlock. I'll do it again for for emphasis. He, he, I said, yeah, turn it into a full sentence. And he goes, I, I can, I can focus on my future more, and then say it again. I can focus on my future. Okay. And now that we, the first thing my driving teacher said when I got in the car was, "Look where you want to go, because you're probably going to go there." I thought that was interesting. I still do. And all this work there with the negations, I first I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I was starting to do it. And I was like, wow, I know what I don't want. What do I want? Because all the like the turning it into affirmations, turning it from like a don't to a do or a can to a can. I was shocked that it was so hard for me to actually figure out, hey, what do I want? really not looking at what I don't want and seeing it all the time and just translating that. And that really blew my mind. Cause it's like, 
isn't really that hard for me to think of the things that I, I want. And apparently it, it was rather hard. And then I heard a lot of people talk that way. You hear a lot what people don't want. And then you're like, hey, what do you want? And it's hard. And what happened when you articulated and, and I'm assuming Lada wrote down in affirmation, because that's the only way to do it, what you do want? What happened, what happened by doing that? God, it feels so much better. First of all, I'm like, I think about it. I sometimes even have to choose different words. I'm like, doesn't really feel right. Okay, let's go back to it. And then I'm like, oh, that's what I want. And then I breathe with this and I'm like, this is cool. This is what I want. And then I already feel how it's there or at least starting to be there. And I feel so much better. All this, I don't want that. It's like, ah, no, I don't. Okay, well, this is what I want. How much harder was it than, because she's right. Now, and, and this, we'll talk about soft talk here in a second. I've already mentioned it indirectly because uh, uh, that's, the, that's the easiest place to start the conversation about converse, about words and stories. It's the gateway drug to the rest of your language, soft talk, because it's super easy to understand. It's super easy to practice. And uh, how much harder was it than you were expecting to do negations, negations into affirmations? Uh, first, I was like, yeah, that's easy. And then it was not. <laughs> it was, especially, like, there was a couple, like, easy ones, but then the ones that actually had to do with me, you know, not like your typical stuff, because sometimes... Mark, you give examples and I can do it theoretically with those. It's fine. But when it's with mine, I'm like, oh, now it's personal. Now I get the feelings of that. And now I have to think about it. So that's where the hardest stuff and the fun starts, in my opinion, especially once I got it. And how much easier is it to do? One of the, it, this, this will, if you, if you choose to, cause this is a practice, everybody, this is a path. What do I mean by that? R first things first, raising your awareness about how your language is influencing you for better and for worse. And that there is a game to play and that you can just like handing in a, a, a paper in high school or college Usually the third draft is better than the rough draft. Okay. And, and you almost always, <laughs> I'm, I'm being a, a, a smart aleck here. Uh, the rough draft is better than no draft. Most people don't have a draft to hand in. So Lada, how much easier was it to look at your words and change them once you wrote them down? Oh, so much easier. I noticed that too, um, as part of the course I'm taking right now, through and lifted, we're doing some walks. Great thing. 45 minutes, no devices. I do have some notes sometimes to, to remind me of the things I wanted to think about. Um, I, for, my thoughts were fast. There was half sentences. So I started speaking out loud. I was just telling Mark, I'm like, yeah, you guys get us to be schizophrenic. It's awesome. No, but I really enjoy the conversation with myself. Um, and I noticed I'm slowing it down as I speak. I get to listen to myself. I get to breathe. And then I wrote it down because that's part of the exercise as well. Uh, 15 minutes writing. And I know much more what I want to write about. I now can look at it. I can use the words. I can change them. It was such a difference. Yeah, just, just slowing it down. And noticing all the half sentences that were sometimes in my, in my language as well as like half thought thoughts. And they just got out there and then they stopped. And people were like, yo, the sentence just ended and you know it's not nice to listen to a person like that sort of scatterbrained if it's written down we can also both look at it i can share it with you for example or somebody else it, it, it's it's a super big deal it's a so i've been ladies and gentlemen i'm the one of the co-founders of enlifted and i'm the head coach of enlifted i've been coaching researching and presenting on how our words and stories influence us for better and for worse, somewhere between full-time and overtime the whole time for the past 15 years. And um, what I say definitively is it's a lot easier to create space and clarity for yourself, for your clients, uh, and, and facilitate transformation when it comes to mindset, which is a 
it's a it's a series of stories. It's an ongoing story, which is made up of sentences, which is made up of words. Once those words are written down, okay, and it, it's it's also uh, really easy to lose control of the mechanism of story, especially once we get emotionalized over something. So I'm about to read you all. Uh, a bunch of negations. I'm looking at them right here in in a couple of sentences, and this is how it's usually play. This is how it usually plays out, because very rarely does someone have a uh, you know I can't keep focusing on my past, and then that story stops on a dime, and a new lighter and brighter story shows up uh, 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 immediately. Very rarely does <laughs> does do do do. Uh, it's called a thought train for a reason. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to read this out, Lada, and I'd like for you, you to, at the end, describe the mental imagery and how this makes you feel. I simply can't keep getting dragged into all these arguments so often at work because I don't like having so much negativity going on around me all the time, and I'm not going to always keep saying yes to their crazy demands either. I'm just not that easy to take advantage of. I simply won't do it. Oh my God. There's like war going on in this office or whatever that is. It's like, so ah. war. You're exactly right. That's war. And fun, oddly, funny enough. Um, so we're, we're scripting our third online course right now. And I pulled up, uh, uh, a Google slide presentation that I was using for a couple of years. Uh, last time was in 2018. And so in the slide was this, I would read it out loud and I'd say, what kind of mental imagery does this create? And I get some answers and I'd hit the next slide and it's a, it's a mushroom cloud. It's a nuclear mushroom cloud. So you're correct. It's war. Not only that, it's a major stress response. So our language it can trap our breath in our chest, which is where most people's breath is residing most of the time. The average person takes 200 sighs during the day. The average person takes 200 sighs during the day, 200 little sips of air because their, their breathing mechanics are, are working so poorly. Once I got into this work, and it's a process. It's a process. It's a path, like I said. And I made some adjustments, seemingly minor adjustments to my words. And I slowed down my rate of speech a little bit from time to time. And I got those stories of ouch and pain and sting and woe that people were doing their very best to avoid, even though they still bump into them in their mind, write them down and air them out and do a breathwork class here and there. I take no sips or no size of relief during the day. None. I pay attention. I count. And that's because I got my breath low and slow. So if you change your language and if you make some seemingly minor adjustments, I'm saying it again the same way on purpose, to your words, what you think, what you say, what you write, and start to make some improvements there you'll unlock your breath. Your breath will loosen up and it will descend back down into your abdomen, which is where it started and where it's supposed to be a majority of the time. Human beings are designed, built to thrive, living in parasympathetic nervous system response most of the time. Okay. Most of the time. And most people are redlining. It's just it's it's the breath is up here a little tight and look at watch a baby breathe. Where's a baby breathing? It's low and slow, and then we get this. We inherit because language is an inheritance. We we inherit this uh, storytelling mechanism, and there's some glitches in, and we go off telling ourselves stories about ourselves and the world, and uh, quite often those stories are. Uh, detrimental. They're stressful. And, you know, you know, 10,000, 15,000 micro stresses, sometimes some macro stresses. <laughs> and the breath is just now it's that's home. Okay. And you can unlock that. You can totally unlock that, which is 
I highly recommend doing that if you want to ever feel good in your own skin. It's really hard to feel good in your own skin, also known as enjoying being you when your breath is trapped in the chest. Take out you, put in me. Okay. I do not enjoy being me when I'm breathing in my chest most of the time, which is what I used to do up until 30. I didn't because because of a lack of education, you know, they never appreciate my opinion. That's going to do the same thing for me as it is for Einstein. Look at the words. They never appreciate my opinion. Okay. Well, let's just talk about the first time I saw it. We'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, the first time I saw it, the first time I ever saw this work was in 2003, and I fell in love on site. I watched this woman in a workshop get walked through a bad breakup story, and the sentence that held it all together was, he did that to me. It was a very public, nasty breakup. He did that to me. And the, the facilitator was sharp. He said, say that again. He did that to me. And he said, that last word, me, uh, take it out in himself see what happens and like just like just like homie homeboy with i can't keep focusing on my past it was it it, it was it did it stopped that thought train on a dime and it, he, he he did that to himself like it, again it went up at the end up tall <sighs> breath unlock he did and you see her talk herself into a totally different story and she just walked herself right out of this uh victim-centric story, victim mentality story, and into something else. He did do that to himself. And then she talked about how many friends he lost. And then she goes, yeah, it, you know what? It really wasn't going to work out anyway. The guy was really weird. And before, she hadn't had a boyfriend for four years because she kept like inflaming her psychology about this, creating victim villain mental imagery. Look at the words again, two plus two equals four for me, for Einstein, for anybody. He did that to me. He, that person is going to be in the picture, the mental imagery, and I'm going to be in the picture. And he's doing something to me still after all these years. And I've got to wait for him. To, to, to change so I can feel better my, about myself. If you have a pen, folks, pick it up, get some paper and write this down. There's, it's a very small percentage of the population currently, we're changing this, that has heard the definition of the victim mentality, much less written it down. So I'm going to do this twice because I almost always do it twice. The victim mentality is an acquired personality trait where a person tends to regard himself or herself as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends on a habitual thought process and attributions. I'm going to speed it up and break it down. The victim mentality is an Acquired personality trait where a person tends, it's a tendency, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. They tend to regard themselves as the victim of the negative actions of others, even in the absence of clear evidence. The victim mentality depends, as in it has to have a habitual thought process. Habitual accurately implies duration and addiction, and then thought process. Well, the, what do you mean thought process? Thoughts which were made up of certain kinds of words. And there are keywords that if those keywords are in there, then the rest of the sentence is um, tainted and dictated, so to say, so to speak. And then uh, uh, habitual, habitual attributions, char uh, characteristics. Um, that, that, that last part, victim mentality depends on habitual thought processes and attributions. What's an attribution? It's a characteristic. And the main one is the breath. Okay. If your breath is trapped in your chest, it's really easy to take things personal. If your breath is trapped in your chest, it's really easy to be offended. If your breath is trapped in your chest, it's really easy to get paranoid in social situations and then conclude that you have social anxiety disorder. I hear someone say, I've got social anxiety disorder. And I'm like, let me guess, your breath is trapped in your chest. You know, um, I get nervous on stage. Let me get you guess your breath is trapped in your chest. You know, um, 
I, I, I don't like being questioned. Not even that anyone does really. And let me guess, your, your, your breath is trapped in your chest. I could just go on and on and on. Um, and a lot of it comes down to the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. That's our definition of mindset, the elliptic definition of mindset, the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. Okay. And we're, we're absolutely going to get soft talk on the, the, we'll leave, proje- we talked about projections. Okay. Yeah, fine. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. So then you get the three pillars of conflict language. We spent a good amount of time on, on negations. Okay. Projections. That's where the venom's at. That's where the, the real emotional attachment's at. That's where the bitterness is at. Get to that later. Okay. You did that. To, you hurt my feelings. She um, never lets me think for myself. He ruined my life. I had a woman come in, sit down, and the, her the, the, the story of her husband, who was the worst person in the world, her, the story, the sentence that held the whole thing together was he made me think we needed to get married. Talk about disempowerment, disempowering 101. Okay. He made me think we needed to get married. And guess what I did? Because I'm a rocket scientist over here. Hey, here, here's a pen. Write that down. Which That sentence, he made me think we needed to get, and she was smart. She, she wrote it down and, 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 she clocked what was coming. Uh, take out the he at the beginning and put in I. She didn't want to do it. Because, <laughs> exactly. Because then that pulls the rug out of a lot of other stories. And she did. Part of and her she also had to take responsibility for it because now she's the one in control and nobody else is having her life being miserable. If her life's miserable, it's her fault. Or not fault, but responsibility. And now she's empowered. She can do something about it. Correct. It's the best of news. It's the worst of news. That oh. that's so that sentence. He made me think we needed to get married. It absolved her of any responsibility, and it put her in as an absolute um, b- innocent bystander in the situation. Guess what? There's this saying: "It takes two to tango." Okay, that's that that saying has been said, and for. It's a cliche for a reason, right? And um, and then it because it, some of our language tricks us into thinking that we're innocent bystanders, uh, just spectators in the stands. And when she went from he made me think we needed to get married to I made me think we needed to get married, now she's a participant. Now she's participating in her life. And part of us likes that and part of us doesn't. That's usually how it goes. And if you keep playing this game, folks, what will happen is the, you'll, you'll shrink down this, the, the victim centric. Cause it's most people, their, their mindset is a, is a mixed bag. Okay. Part of them is um, on team them. And then part of them wants to blame the world and burn it down. And we're in the shrink this thing down business. Let's just turn the volume down on the victim mentality. Cause guess what? we can we're literally we're literally breaking spells breaking the spell of the victim mentality in order to unlock people's breath and have them help them smile more okay because everybody's better looking everybody's more attractive when they're breathing better and smiling more i mean wow that's some serious rocket science mark how did you ever figure that out and uh and and the and the, the language is the it's the leverage it's the through line one of my favorite quotes, Archimedes said it, give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum strong enough and I'll move the world. Don't worry about moving the world. Just move your world. And don't worry about moving your world. Move your words around. So change your words. Okay. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I know. I'm, that's a blanket statement. And it's a little bit more actionable than um, I'm going to take down the system. No, just <laughs> ch- change your words first. Okay. Improve the story you tell yourself to yourself about yourself and unlock your breath and watch what happens. What a great gift for the people around you. The cool thing I like about this method is um, what really stuck out to me because I had heard about also people talk about the ego, which I guess is closest to the victim mentality 
all these things and they're like yeah just change it and I was always like yeah but how you know that was my question and here you guys have such easy tools you're like soft talk plug this word out projections change this word and you can do it on the go the the way it started for me was um or like uh, the negations um change your don't for example to a do and then look what happens it was so easy i was amazed then shocked then amazed again <laughs> all these things just kept happening because i saw them everywhere it was overwhelming at first because i was i was like it's, it's everywhere what do i do with this hearing it with other people getting distracted at least though i was able to do something about it so it brings us back to i'm the one creating this i'm the one here that can change their words and there's so many words in your thoughts what you say what you read what you write um our thoughts uh, words are like everywhere that's what's important are german is your native language mm -hmm. are, are there any projections in german i i was uh trying to play a language game with uh with my parents and it doesn't didn't translate that well there are projections there but the grammar is a little different. So I, uh, we had to like tinker with that. They got the, they got the idea. My mom is actually um, on that stuff too. When I was telling her what we did on the call with the inner, inner, inner voice, your inner critic, she has something that she um, does, which is called the inner team, where you just pick out all the, all the parts of you, the personalities, like the daughter, the coach, the, the lover or the partner or, and then you have so many. So it was similar-ish. But I think grammar-wise, it's a bit tough sometimes going into translating it to German. So I just do it in English. There's this is this is this is my take on it. Okay. And I'm I'm I only speak one language. There's only so many ways I can piss myself off in French. <laughs> There's only so many ways I can piss myself off in Thai. There's only so many ways I can piss myself off in Mandarin or Cantonese or Mongolian or German or Spanish or English. And so my, I, I, this is a, this is, this is fascinating because guess what? I, I've told the app team this a couple of times. Adam's heard me talk about this for years. Once we're done building the foundation for the, and it's more than just the the because you know we've got the certifications going and then the, the app and then this new course and and at some point in time we're going to branch out into other languages. Ooh. Yeah, because guess what? Abracadabra is real, folks. What do you mean by abracadabra, Mark? Glad you asked, everybody. So when I say abracadabra, what do you all immediately think of? Let me guess. Magic. Uh good and let's make it even better and accurate so a little story i like stories 2013 i'm living in ecuador out to lunch with friends this guy at the table goes hey man he knew what i did what i was into he goes uh you know what abracadabra means i'm like yeah yeah magic he goes no abracadabra is aramaic which is an ancient language everybody of the language the original Old Testament was written. It's still spoken in some parts of the Middle East today. And he goes, Abracadabra is Aramaic. And it translates to with my word I create or with my word I influence. And that had steam, steam come, coming out of my ears, hair on the, you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere and say Abracadabra and people think magic. And the, the metaphysician, the teachers of the day, they would triangulate it and wear it around their neck to remind them of the power and the mechanism of the spoken word. Please look this up. Go to the Google machine and put in abracadabra meaning. And, um, and also images. Look at some of the images. There's some really cool amulets out there. Yeah. Abracadabra. German, German, the German language help, helps people make pictures in their mind, right? Yes. <laughs> the German language, rocket science, the German <laughs> language creates feelings and emotions, right? Yep. The German language, if used in a certain way, can upset a person and get their breath trapped in their chest, right? Yes, it can. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> um, the German language used in a certain way can create excess rigidity and tightness in the body. 
Yeah. Okay. Guess what? Take out German, put in French, take out French, put in Thai, take out Thai, put in Swahili, just whatever, whatever. And we can spell better folks. Soft talk. Let's do. So I get asked a lot on podcasts. What do we do? And when I get asked that, I say, glad you ask. So (laughs) I'm going to pretend that y'all just asked. Um, Two things. One is a macro pro macro practice one's a micro practice macro practice slow down your rate of speech just a little bit from time to time watch what happens have a slow have a slow roll conversation with somebody watch what happens so what happens mechanically speaking when someone slows down their rate of speech the breath loosens up and it 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 begins to descend and what's going to happen there is you're going to have more space and clarity. There's those words again, even though that's the first time I'm saying it on this podcast to put, to, to connect some dots between how, what you're thinking and saying is influencing how you feel and also how other people feel. Cause guess what? Your words influence other people's emotions and feelings too. And that's cool. And it also gives you, okay. So very rarely do people enjoy talking to bad listeners <laughs> is that easy is that is that fair to say yes it is the slower you breathe or the, the better you breathe uh and it's just fine slower the slower you breathe the better you breathe the better listener you're going to be okay fast tight high and tight breath it's called amygdala hijack if you want to get techie um it it for it it force fo- forces us to fixate on on things uh, and our listening skills go down. Okay, so if you've ever talked to someone who's in a who's very emotional, it's like talking to a what a brick wall. We have a saying in English for a reason. Yeah, so slow down your rate. Have a slow conversation here and there. Watch what happens. You'll like it, and you also get to play play your words better. As in, you'll get you'll have the time and the space to inflect on things and make points with your words, uh, and then soft talk. What's soft talk? Glad you asked again. Do you have a goal for this podcast, Lada? Um, yeah, just share what I think is an amazing teaching with the listeners. That's that's the goal. Perfect. Um, how's it feel to say that? So I'm going to share amazing teachings with my listeners. How's that feel to say? Great. That's amazing. That's exactly what I want, and I know it's going to happen. Perfect. Uh, put a put a maybe somewhere, anywhere in that sentence. Um, well, I could maybe share some amazing content with my listeners. And she did too. She put a could and a maybe in there. What do those two words, what does that do to the sentence? Or what, well, excuse no, it's me. Like I know so what it does. It's up in the air, right? Yeah, right. Right. What does it do to the feeling, the energy? Are you like, yeah, gonna do this, gonna crush this? Or is it like, oh, I could maybe do it. It's so up in the air. It's so like vague. Uh, It feels like it's not gonna happen. Does anybody like prolonged bouts of indecision? No, I don't. That's stressful. Indecision is a certain flavor of stress. Oh, and guess what, folks? There's words involved. Uh, give me, give me for emphasis' sake and some ha ha. Uh, give me one other goal. Give me a goal for 2023. Give me a goal for yeah, 2023. Big goal. Um, our podcast will hit 100 episodes. Perfect. Put a guess somewhere in there. I look at her so. face. You could have seen her face. It just, it just, it just went to, it just went to grumpy cat. She just did grumpy cat in half a second with one word, one word folks. Yeah. Cause it's, I guess I could. It's horrible. It's horrible. And soft talk is in your language. Everybody. I promise you this. I promise you. And like I said, about 20 minutes ago, it's the gateway drug to the rest of your language because it's easy to understand. There's only a handful of words, 10, 11 keywords, soft talk keywords. It's fun. It's funny. Okay. And all you got to do is take out the word. 
It's just take so it out. actionable. It's so it's so actionable. It's the easiest thing. And here's the best part: you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it. And if you have clients, take out their soft talk when they're talking about stuff, especially things that are uncomfortable in context to them admitting or owning. There's very likely going to be some soft talk in there. And when you take it out, it's now they're not thinking about thinking. They're not think. They're not thinking about deciding. They're deciding. They're owning. Okay. Uh, I, it's it's almost like um, I should spend more time with my wife. Well, take should out the, you? <laughs> right. Take out the all. Yeah. Like take out the all because it just puts it puts making any change decision just right out of reach. I just kick the can down the road. I should spend more time with my wife. Okay. I guess I'm drinking too much coffee. Take out the gas. I am. I am drinking too much coffee. You know, I might be procrastinating. Take out the mic. I'm procrastinating. It would. Pro- I would probably benefit from having the conversation. Take out the probably. I would benefit from having it. And you see where this goes. Things just gets tighter and more solid, and um, you'll breathe better. And then eventually, if you keep playing that game, you'll talk yourself into uh, accurately identifying yourself as a decisive person. Okay. When people say, "Oh, I'm I'm so indecisive," you know, uh, well, how? What do you mean? Yeah. How are you so indecisive? No, I just I'm I'm indecisive. Yeah, I get that. I heard you. Trust me. I'm paying attention. I'm paying closer attention to your words than you are. How, how are you indecisive? There's a difference. There's a difference in the. These are two profoundly different questions. The why is blown out. Why am I so indecisive? Oh, well, you know, my mother was so indecisive, and it's just, uh, you know, I just second guess myself a lot, and I just, I, I don't, I just go back and forth, and it's just, it's just the way I am. Really? Why? There's a difference between why do I talk myself out of opportunity and how do I talk myself out of opportunity? When you get to the how, the how's where the action's at, folks. And you get to the rubber meets the road building blocks of how someone is indecisive, creates indecision, or uh, how someone talks themselves out of opportunity, or how someone scripts and maintains a victim mentality. If you if you stay in the house, you will get to the words. You will get to the words. And once you get to the words, now you got power. And like Lotta said, you got something very actionable. And you really, or at least I really felt it. I felt it right away. And I saw it everywhere. And um, I one thing I actually wanted to ask you, can you share with people once they're at the stage where they're like, oh my God, all I'm seeing is what I want to do. What do they do? Do they do they have to change their whole language? Do they have to read all of them? What what do they do with the overwhelm? Uh, laugh about it as soon as possible. <laughs> Everybody gets there. By the way, that is a very that's a very natural, normal, and to be expected uh, stage on. Like I said previously, the path. This is a path. This t- I'm serious, folks. Serious and sincere. This is a path. It is a practice. And at some point in time, you're like, once, once you learn to hear some of these keywords, it's it's you will stare at all about in, in as as far as the usage and effect of language and, and words. Okay. My advice is to observe the fastest way to piss yourself off on the path of this, on this path is to obsess about other people's language um, and want them to change. It takes an act of Congress and God for somebody to, to, to change their language, also known as they wanting to do it. Okay. Um, and most people, it, it takes time. <laughs> it takes uh, energy takes mental real estate. There will be some tears involved. Okay. Um, and it's the best game in town. It's the greatest game in town. Um, and most people are leech, leave them alone, leave them alone and, and, and watch it as in a, as a, as a, 
in a cause and effect way. Okay. They just did that, that they just said that, and now they're doing this. Okay. They just said that. And, and, and now I know why they're going to do what they do. Okay. And change some, 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 I said that three times on purpose. Now four, some of your language, some of the time. Okay. The second fastest way uh, to make this practice not fun and draining is to think you got to do it all at once. No, take out some soft talk here and there. Watch what happens. Your email game will radically improve. Pay attention to negations. Catch yourself. Now, I, 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 I won't keep spending all my. Oh, okay, well, if that's what I won't do. Well, what, what will I do? What can I do? And then you're off in another direction. Okay. Pay attention to people when they argue. There's going to be there's going to be projections in there. Okay. Catch yourself from time to time. That's it. Which is way easier to do when you slow down your rate of speech a little bit and then you pick up a pen and write some things down write some things down write down a story that's bothering you write down a decision that you need to make okay and circle some soft talk write down the story of the person who has uh hurt you the most in your life and look for projection keywords here they are you, he, she, they, people's first name. Okay. Um, write down something that you're worrying about. The story of something, whatever you're worrying about most. And look for the negation keywords. Can't, won't, isn't, not, don't, haven't, hasn't, shouldn't. Now, folks, we're about 55 minutes into this thing. And if this, if you got anything out of this show, and we can keep going a lot. I've got. I have plenty of time. If you got anything out of this show, listen to it twice. Okay. Listen to it twice because these, these concepts are super easy to understand, putting them into practice. Okay. And, and all you need to do is have one experience, one experience of taking out some soft talk in an email. And that's where it shows up first because in your email and your text, because you've got the lag time, you can see the words before you send them real time translation. Um, you know, that's a little further down the path. Okay. All you need to do is have an experience and you're gonna be like, that dude was serious. Yeah. Your words influence you, your words influence you, your imagination, your feelings and emotions, your physiology and your breath. And you have a choice about what words you use and when you use them and how you say them and whom you say them to. You are participating in your life. News flash. It's scary and freeing at the same time. It's the best of it, news. It's the worst of yeah, news. It's, it's really great. That's why um, I'm going to put in the show notes the link to your guys' first couple episodes. First 10, I believe is a um yeah i listened to them a couple times repetition Smart. it's so important um you guys break down the um all this what we just spoke about just broke it down in a really nice way and that's really when i was like i gotta follow them more because they're there's so much there so i'll put that in there and then link to the rest because i think this is this just needs to be out there and that's why i really appreciate you guys giving that podcast and those the centerpiece, you call it, of your method out to everybody so that we can all speak more clearly with each other and in, in a better way with the breath. We'll do a revolution from the words in a good way. For, for sure. It'll be an evolution. It'll be an evolution with the words. You know, revolution is it's all that old stuff is coming back around again. And an oh, evolution is, is moving forward, forward and escape, as the French say. And it's an evolution in the language. Uh, devolution, devolution of the language, or is exactly would lead to exactly what it would lead. And it, it, there is there's a bifurcation happening right now. There is a 
and, and social media is spearheading this. Okay, there's a, a degradation, a devolution of the language, uh, a dumbing down of the language, okay, which is going to directly influence the quote unquote quality of people. There's also an evolution of the language. Okay, we were just reading about it uh, last night. Um, Dr. Robert is Dr. Robert Kiyosaki, uh, of the guy who wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, he said uh, that. Well, I can just read you the quote. I got it pulled up right here. Uh, oh yes, please. The size of your vocabulary will usually determine the size of your bank account. Robert Kiyosaki, author of the popular book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, wrote, if you want to be rich, you have to have a rich person's vocabulary. Words can make you rich or words can make you poor. And that's just uh, take, out, take out wealth and put in health. Take out health, put in relationships. Okay. Take out relationships and put in, you just, what, name it. Name it. Because we can talk ourselves into stuff and we can talk ourselves out of stuff. And the more... Um, the more conscious, aware, and well, magnetized, because that's really what you're doing with when you when you combine better words and, and breath, better breath. It gives the 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 the, the idea of bad breath a whole new like whole new context. Um, you you become more potent. You become a more potent individual. You become more free. You become more sovereign. Okay. And, and through that, more alive, I feel. It's thousand percent, thousand percent. Your life force will go up. I promise you that. Unlock your breath, get it down low and slow in your abdomen. Your life force will go up. And then from, from that, and then uh, you'll be talking yourself into doing cooler and cooler things. Okay, there's a saying no risk, no magic. That's real. <laughs> and guess what? Since you're in a better mood, um, you're. Uh, and that stabilizes your psychological and emotional immunity goes up. And so you're, you could use the words, Zach, I don't have time for these kind of people. Translation, I, I do have time for, for those kind of people. You start hanging out with better people who are having more fun, who are doing more things. And then all of a sudden you look around, you're like, Man, my community is rad. And then it's just this thing that it's, it's a positive feedback loop as opposed to a negative feedback loop. The victim mentality is the thief in the night, folks. It will suck the air out of the room and your lungs and everybody around it, and it will burn the whole damn thing down and try to take everybody and everything with it. It wants your time. It wants all of your time. It wants all your attention. It, the, 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 it is a bottomless pit of misery, and we buy a ticket <laughs> with our words. <laughs> And that's what we're here. And that's why you guys are in the business of giving information to doing it different. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, let's for the last, if you have, you, you've given us so much advice. Thanks so much for that. Sure. If there's like a last little thing that you like to share, some little piece of advice or something you haven't touched on, what's like the last thing if people are now just double tuning in, what, what should they take away? Or what can they take away from this? If you take this thing far enough, folks, you're going to laugh a lot more. You know, you're going to laugh. I used to not laugh much. You're going to laugh. Like, and I did. I already said this. And it's, you know, I, I just in the in the brief five second pause, I just I scanned everything that we went over and, you know, what I could say. And uh, people like being around high vibe. People want to be around other high vibe people. Okay. People want to feel good. People that want to feel good be, want to be around, want to be around other people that, that want to feel good or are feeling good. Okay, fine. And I can't say something else, something specific. If you start checking your language, you're going to do something very, very positive on top of a number of other things for you uh, and your community. And one of those things is you're going to get yourself out of gossip. Uh, it's really easy to gossip with projections. Okay. They almost force you to take out the almost. And that's the last place that you want to find yourself. It's one of the last places you want to find yourself is at the gossip table at lunch. Okay. Get out of there and stay out of there. 
And if you get in the practice of, you know, um, you know, they're not doing their job, so I'm not doing my job. So am I doing my job? Well, how can I do my job better? It's you get out of their business and get into your business, stay in your business. Okay. And what's, what'll happen is you like, you'll, you'll, you will dismantle those weird, weird, negative codependencies. Okay. Stuff you're not even aware of. Okay. And you'll like how that feels. You really, you'll, you'll like how that feels and you'll like, you'll like what happens to your face. Because guess what? As uh, the great Albert Camus said it after, uh, after a certain age, every man, every woman is responsible for their own face. If you want to be better looking, you want to be more attractive, you want to have more fun, you want to hang around better people, smile more, breathe more, laugh more. Okay? Rocket science. And changing your words will facilitate and expedite that. And I can second that. That's how I always feel when I'm all in calls and uh, when I engage with the staff. So thank you so much for sharing this, sharing you uh, and sharing the Unlifted Method on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And people really i do it it's it's amazing it has helped me so much and uh, i wish you good luck for the for for it and uh, we're here to help out and you can reach out to us thanks so much thank you so much for being here if you enjoyed the podcast please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform there's more to us than the podcast Your community awaits you in our free Facebook group. Click the link in the description to join the conversation now. You can also follow and connect to us on social media. Thank you again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and support. With love, Lada and Ryan.